Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. The NFL draft is over for 2020, and now what is the question? Well, first, we have to look back at what happened over the last couple of days since we were last with you on early Friday morning, uh, which is the last episode I put out after round one in rounds two three, four, five, six, and seven, and of course, a couple of priority draft-free agents. We'll cover it all for you as well. What we're going to do in this episode, and here's how we're going to do it, we have about 24-ish minutes of Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith worth of audio from their press conference that I was a part of on Saturday night, actually via video conference, so we have the audio for the entire thing. And it's about 24 minutes long, so we're going to separate it. All right, so you're going to hear the entire thing from Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith. We're going to break it up into two separate episodes, and away we go. Right away, we're going to get into the complete recap of the draft, and then we'll hear from Ron and Kyle, and then we'll finish up this episode. All right, so as you know, Chase Young, number two overall Ohio State, the edge defensive end I guess, you know, look, he's a true defensive end in the 4-3, as we've discussed, but I guess people are still going to call him an edge defender. I know Pro Football Focus kind of put that out. So, according to Redskins PR, going back to 2011, the Redskins selected eight players in now 10 consecutive drafts, and that's the first time that's happened since the league went to the seven-round format in 1994. It's kind of hard to believe, right? Uh, with all the trading that they've done, trading up, trading, you know, trading down, trading into the first round last year, not having a second round pick this year, uh, not having a sixth round pick, but they were able to pick up a couple of extra picks because they traded Trent Williams, uh, number one, so they got an extra fifth round pick. They already had two fourths. They still were unable to get a sixth, and they had two sevenths. So on Saturday, on Saturday, they had two-fourths, two-fifths, no sixth, and two-sevenths. So six players total, plus your priority undrafted free agents. So let's go through it. On Friday night, no second-round pick. They did not trade up into the second round. They just didn't have the ammunition. I didn't think that was any way possible. I didn't think it was going to happen. As a matter of fact, I thought they were going to trade down from 66 to pick up extra picks. They select Antonio Gibson out of Memphis, who's listed as a running back, but he's really not just a running back. I mean, he occasionally he's going to carry the rock and occasionally he's going to wow you and drop your jaw on the floor. He's still got some refinement, some growth to go in that game or in that area of his game, but he's also a receiver who can split out wide, who can split in the slot. He's going to run jet sweeps. He's a kick-ass kick returner and the thing that I love about this kid is he's 225 pounds and he's still got 4-4 speed you know like Chris Thompson and I love Chris I've covered Chris's entire career when he was healthy healthy Chris was great Chris was never healthy he wasn't healthy at Florida State he wasn't healthy in Washington there was a year and a half where Chris was super healthy and that was the best year and a half of his career it never was the same from mid-2017 on in New Orleans. He never was right. And he wasn't right 
a lot of the time under Mike Shanahan, Jay Gruden, early on, 2013, 2014, 2015. It really took him until 2016 to hit his stride physically. He's often on the practice squad. He was recovering. He had a back, a knee, a knee ligament uh, at Florida. I mean, listen, Chris Thompson was a buck 85, soaking wet. Antonio Gibson, again, is 222-223. They take him with the 66th overall pick out of Memphis. You know Mike Norville has run a creative offense there. It looks like Scott Turner is going to absolutely blend in plenty of jet sweeps and different type packages. Think about Antonio Gibson from what you've seen of him, what you know about him. Think about him on the field with J.D. McKissick, who can line up in a couple of different varieties and can split out wide uh, and, again, can line up in the backfield and can take the cross option, read, uh, you know, the read option. Uh, he can do the RPO stuff, the jet sweeps that they're going to be able to do, the motion, the different formations, the different looks, the different concepts. Oh, and by the way, the speed. Again, they upgraded the speed. Now, if somehow, some way they can keep Darius Geis healthy, I guess you can't count on that. If somehow, some way, uh, Bryce Love comes back and is what they thought he was coming out of Stanford before the knee injury, the Redskins are going to have weapons to kill, quite honestly. So that is an interesting pick. Now, in addition, in the fourth round on Saturday, after they traded Trent Williams, they took Sadiq Charles from the LSU national champion Tigers. And Sadiq Charles, if you're not aware of him, pure left tackle, Ron Rivera, as you're going to hear, uh, says he's going to cross-train at left guard. He is a tremendous athlete. But he's a kid that has had all sorts of issues and, and stuff in his life. I mean, his family was forced out of New Orleans from Hurricane Katrina. Uh, he got in... Yeah, some character issues, unspecified character issues in each of his three years at LSU. In his final year, this past year, people think it was a marijuana test. I mean, I I haven't seen official word on that, but that's what everybody seems to think. But it was a six-game suspension. And my understanding is it wasn't like a six-game suspension at first. It just kept growing. I could be wrong on that, but that's what I remember hearing and reading. And yet, Coach O... Ed Orgeron talked to Kyle Smith and Ron Rivera. I think he talked to Kyle. Kyle said, I believe you'll hear that. And they convinced him that this is a good kid who just had some immaturity mistakes, who was accountable, who lived and then changed his ways. We'll see. We'll see what he does on a Friday night with money in Ashburn. We'll see. We will see. They said, uh, the Malcolm Blacken, who's like the director of player development, spoke to him for like 45 minutes on, on Skype or FaceTime or whatever. Okay. I mean, we can't really do, I mean, listen, do we know anybody that we know for 45 minutes? But what they're doing is, you know, they're using all their scout information that they had from their lead SEC scout. Kyle said they did their cross-checking work, meaning another scout who comes in and basically verifies different information. They used Ed Orgeron. They saw what the kid did when he came back. They know what kind of athlete he is. We'll see. I mean, it's a big gamble. Fourth round, 
If he doesn't work out, that's another fourth-round pick in the mold of a Monte Nicholson, a Samaj P. run that just didn't work out. Maybe a Troy Apke, who knows? That just didn't work out. But hopefully they hit on something here because we know the athlete is tremendous. Wait till you watch this cat on screens. All right, elsewhere in the fourth round, they took Antonio Gandy-Golden. You're going to hear a lot of AGG, I believe, is what Redskins fans are going to call him because the name is kind of weird. First of all, the Redskins have to lead the NFL in offensive weapons named Antonio, number one. This guy is 6'4", 225, and can get after it at Liberty. Catches everything in sight after having problems in 2018 with drops. He had eight. Cut that number down to four in 2019, and the way he explained it was working and working and working on the jugs machine and working with a new wide receiver coach at Liberty. All right, more on him throughout the week because he's got a cool story. He loves the old Rubik's Cube thing. All right, Keith Ismael from San Diego State, pick number 156 overall in the fifth round. Center, best I think pass blocking grade per profootballfocus.com of all centers in the draft. It was like a 92 or something like that. Oh, let's see what happens. He was at the Senior Bowl. I know some people were impressed with him there. I think this is a move to redshirt him for this year, redshirt, quote unquote, and get him ready to compete with Ross Pierspacher, who they drafted last year from Alabama to replace Chase Roulier. I think this pretty much spells the end of Chase Roulier after this year. I'd be surprised uh, because he's going to want more money. They're not going to want to give it to him. Uh, Plus, remember, a new coaching staff sees something different in everyone, right? So just because he's been good in the starter does not mean he will continue to be. All right, real quickly going through the rest of the picks. Kalik Hudson out of Michigan, pick number 162 overall. Ismael was the pick that San Francisco came from, 156. 162 was from Seattle. That was the Quentin Dunbar trade. Round seven, again, no sixth-round pick. Cameron Curl, a hog from the University of Arkansas. The Redskins have had a thing for Razorbacks. I think that's, what, five since 2014? Jeremy Sprinkle, who's on the roster for right now. Zach Hawker, Martrell Spate, um... Tevin Mitchell, and then they signed a kid, I think John King was his name, like right after the draft when Brett Bielema was there. So they've had a thing for Arkansas. I don't know if that's a good thing because Arkansas hasn't been that good. I mean, they were fine under Bielema. They were, you know, always an eight-win team, you know, but they weren't as good as you needed to be. But the last two years, they've really fallen on hard times. And finally, the Redskins rounded out the draft with James Smith-Williams from North Carolina State, a true 43 end. Apparently, he didn't like playing inside a little bit last year. Uh, but he's a real smart dude, has a full-time job offer from IBM. Uh, they want to come after him, but he's going to put that on hold to play football. So we will see what the Redskins can get out of him. I'm guessing he'll just be a training camp body or a practice squad guy. But, you know, you never know. All right, so that's the rundown of the Redskins picks. They also, as priority draft undrafted free agents, signed Thaddeus Moss from LSU, tight end, who happens to be Randy's son, the Hall of Fame wide receiver. You may remember Thaddeus Moss from a couple of touchdowns in the LSU National Championship win. Also, Steven Montez, big, tall, athletic quarterback with a pretty good arm from Colorado as a couple of priority free agents. All right, back in a flash 
with Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's going on, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner when you're having lunch. Hell, when you're having breakfast. I love food. That's why, well, that's why I'm me. And that's why I love using Postmates. I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house. And if you smell what I'm cooking or not cooking, you know how important that is at this very time. They have Postmates Pickup which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Got a good wing place that I love. Listen up. Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and dropping it right outside the door. Just download Postmates on an iPhone or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use code locked on nfl that's code locked on nfl for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the postmates app anything you need anytime you need it postmate it All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. No time to waste. Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith, the head coach and the vice president of player personnel, meeting with the media on Saturday night. Here's part one with part two to come in our next episode. Part one. Trent Williams trade and then how that transpired with the with the Niners today and then what happened with Minnesota. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, obviously with the Trent stuff, it's been a long process and. You know, I think everybody's a little bit, uh, you guys as well, uh, I think we're all relieved that it's over and, and it's done. And, you know, uh, you know, from day one that we, we got into this, it's a unique situation uh, where, you know, a lot of different uh, layers to it. And we did the best that we could. We've opened it up to the agent to find a partner and all that stuff. And finally, uh, we're to the point where uh, it's over and we're all moving in our own direction. Uh, we wish him the best, and I think Coach does as well. And, uh, you know, we're moving forward. Uh, yeah, just following up a little bit on that, maybe I'll direct this to Ron. Uh, is there a feeling like you, you, you needed to get this over with to move on as a franchise? You know, one of the things that we talked about last when I first got here was talking about sustainable winning culture. And, you know, again, one of the things that we wanted was to have guys that were going to be part of it uh, from the beginning. And, and again, just this was an opportunity for us to, to, to part ways with, 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 with a guy that wanted to move forward, which is great. I get that. I understand that. But, again, we're going to do things a specific way. The whole attitude, the whole idea about what we're doing is, is we're going to, you know, build this culture with the guys that want to be here, the guys that want to be part of what we're doing. So we can go forward and just feel good about where we are. And this was something that, you know, it gives it gives everybody an opportunity to start clean, start fresh. You guys know, you know, what, what I said in the first uh, in the first meeting. And, you know, we're going forward from here. Uh, Michael Phillips. <clears throat> All right. I want to ask you about uh, your your choice and uh, of the offensive lineman from LSU. I, I'm going to say this right. Sadiq Charles, I believe. Yep. Uh, and I know there were some character flags there. What'd you guys turn up and then what, how do you think he'll be a contributor? Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're very excited about Sadiq. You know, we've done a lot of work on him. Obviously, as you guys know, I mean, you can look it up and stuff. There was a suspension there and, and, and he made a mistake. Um, uh, and he's made mistakes in, in his past there at LSU. 
so once once we come through with guys like this throughout the fall and you get gather all the character in the background, then you start to dive in, right? You watch the tape and you find out what is he as a player, what's the talent level, and that's what we always go off of when we put him on the board. Uh, he's a high-talent player, tremendous talent, tremendous upside. Obviously, he was there in the fourth round for a reason. Uh, we dove into this kid's character uh, in, a, in a big way with our area scout, with our cross-checker, Coach Rivera, myself, Malcolm Black, and our, our – uh, player development. I uh, had a long meeting with him the other day on Zoom. Uh, we feel very confident in the kid. We're comfortable with everything that, that the research that we've done. Um, and we're really excited for the kid. I know he is too. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He understands why he was taken where he was. Um, we're excited about the structure that we're going to give this kid, the culture that coach is talking about that we're going to provide this kid. Uh, and, and we're excited to, to give him an opportunity with the Redskins. How important was this draft weekend, just in general for you, and getting a guy like Chase Young, getting uh, Sadiq Charles' potential left tackle future, and, and coupled with Trent, just to kind of put your stamp on this franchise? Well, I think the biggest thing, more so than anything else, was, was you know going out and drafting the young men that we believe can be part of what we want to do, uh, grow with us as we go forward. I mean, these young guys we took you know, in, with our first few picks of guys we expect to be here, expect to be part of what we're building. You know, the next group of guys, the guys that we expect to, to, to grow and develop and have them become part of what we're doing. So we feel real confident, real strong about it. And, and it's important. It's important to put your own stamp on it, you know, so that guys understand that, you know, we have a certain way we want to do it. We're going to ask you to do it the way that you're coached. We're going to ask you to, to, to play the way uh, that, that we have mapped things out, uh, you know, to do it our way. And if you do that, you know, believe me, I believe we can have a lot of success. And if you do it our way, you don't, I'll take the brunt of it. I'll take the blame because, again, I'm asking them to do it a specific way. And that's the most important thing. And I hope everybody understands that. Hey, Ron, I'd like to talk a little bit about Antonio Gandy-Golden and kind of how he fits in. And, and do you think – how quick can he be a major contributor for this team? Well, you know, he's a big physical receiver. I mean, he's got good size, good speed, good play speed. He's a physical uh, player. He's a guy that can, can, can make his presence felt, we believe, in the red zone. On uh, certain short short uh, yardage, you know, third and intermediate, you know, third and three, third and seven, something like that. A guy that can work the middle for you. Um, he can he can block. He's a guy that we feel can be a very physical blocker. He's got special teams value as well. So that's how we think a guy like that's going to develop and grow and be a be a guy that can help impact and 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 participate in what we're trying to do. And standing. Hey Kyle, um, Ben Standing with the Athletic. Uh, I know. Uh, been reported you guys added uh Thaddeus Moss in, in uh the priority free agent so I'm curious about him but also you guys uh didn't otherwise draft the tight end I know you signed some in for agency but felt like that was a, a, a neat area and somewhere you guys would go did it just sort of work out that way with the board or was that less of a neat area that you guys thought that maybe people did yeah no I think it, it goes back to what we talked about before coach and I about the board and you follow the board and you kind of go let the board speak to you um, the tight end position we did address, uh, we added uh, in free agency with Logan. Um, so we're excited about him and his and his upside. Uh, obviously Thaddeus Moss we are bringing in as well as an as a, uh, undrafted free agent. Um, so he'll be added to that mix. Uh, but it's not something that the way we want to move forward when letting the board speak to you is you don't want to force things. Um, we're always going to have uh, needs and positions of focus. Uh, but you don't want to force it because that's when you start riding guys up the board. And, and in my opinion, and then coaches start making mistakes. So uh, that, you know, when we uh, add a, add a tight end or any position, it's, it's based off of that board. 
And just as a quick uh, follow-up for that with regards to Moss, I saw some report about that he was he uh, an injury showed up at the, at the combine. I believe you're in a physical. What can you sort of elaborate on that? Yeah, well, the, the injury stuff, like, you know, we'll let RV handle that stuff. But he was injured, yes. That's why he didn't perform at the combine. But everything that we've gotten from our medical staff, we feel comfortable with. And, and we'll monitor that at when he, whenever the time comes that he's able to come with us. Thank you. Matt Paris. Yeah. This one's for Ron. Um, kind of throughout this process, you've talked a lot about, you know, wanting to play fast and having players with versatility. A lot of the guys on the calls today that we talked to just talked about their versatility. Um, how do you feel like this overall draft class can help you accomplish those goals? Well, again, you know, once you start talking about Antonio Gibson, Shadiq Charles, I mean, guys that can play multiple positions. Uh, Shadiq has played left and right tackle and has played some guard. And so, again, this is a guy that's going to compete. He's going to compete on the left side, left tackle and left guard force. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, has a chance to, to contribute early on. And, and quite frankly, you know, because we're starting over, uh, we're starting from the beginning, uh, everything's on the table. Every opportunity for anybody to come in and play is there. Uh, we are going to play the guys that we believe give us the best opportunity to win football games. And that's what you want. You want guys that can come in and contribute that way. You know, Ismail's a guy that can play center guard for us. You know, Hudson's a, a, a linebacker that has some ability to go out and play in space. Um, uh, Cameron Curl's a, a safety that uh, started at, at corner, so he's got cover skills, so he may be able to come down into the slot and cover receivers. Um, that's something we have to find out. And then James Smith-Williams has got enough stoutness that not only can he be an outside edge guy, but he can come down every now and then and probably play as a three te technique for you. So you feel good about those kind of guys because, uh, again, you're, they're not pigeonholed into one position and one position only. There's an opportunity for us to find ways to use them and get them on the field, and it's a way for the player to also to try and, you know, use his talents to get on the field as much as and quickly as possible. Hey, Daly. Hey, Ron. Uh, the Hawaiian shirt looks great, by the way. I just want to compliment you on that. Well, it's a tribute, it's a tribute to Andy Reid. I mean, you're doing him proud. Um, between <laughs> the 15 kind of free agents you guys brought in and then now these eight rookies, just how much are you expecting to overall this roster in your first year? Well, we're about to find out. <clears throat> you know, there's there were, this roster, and, and again, as I as I said when I first got here, I really liked what I'd seen, um, and things that had really impressed me were the last three drafts. You look at the guys that that have contributed on this football team from the last three drafts, and you feel pretty confident and comfortable that you can add some key veteran guys and add some uh, young guys also to continue to develop. I think the turnaround could be a little bit quicker than than, than expect, or at least I expect. So what I'm hoping is that these guys are, are going to be able to come in and contribute and grow with the guys that are already here that have been contributing. Again, you know, going through this process, um, you know, having a chance to look at those last three drafts and then going through this draft process with Kyle and his guys, you know, there were a lot of positive things that I, I really took from this and I'm really excited about. You know, hopefully we'll get our opportunity soon to get to work with these guys. All right, so once again, that is part one of Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith meeting with the media, including me, i.e. the Locked on Redskins podcast and RedskinsReport.com. Uh, Chris Russell with you on Saturday night uh, right there. You will hear a question coming up for me in the next particular episode of LOR. All right, let's finish it up next with a couple of quick thoughts on Trent Williams and where he's heading to San Francisco next on LOR. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. We're wrapping it up. So Trent Williams, listen, I've covered him since he walked in the door 2010, number four overall pick. I wish him no ill will. I didn't agree with a lot of things he said and did. Um, I like Trent in general. Um, 
We always had a good relationship. I'm sure he's not happy with me because I've been honest saying that I would not sign him to any kind of long-term deal. Uh, I've called out his agent. I'm sure his agent's not happy with me. We used to, you know, have a good relationship, whatever. I, I you know, honestly, I can't care. I, I, I can't. I can't be a jock sniffer. I have to tell you the honest to God's truth. And when the Redskins were screwing up and when Trent had a point, I supported Trent. And when Trent came back into the building, I said, hey, look, this is good. Let's try and get this back on track. And then Trent started throwing bombs. And then Trent made an accusation that did not sit well with me or anyone. Uh, and, and and maybe that's what they didn't like. And then supposedly all these reports came out. Oh, Trent only wants to play for Ron. Yeah, the Redskins believe that Trent is going to come back. Well, I don't know who these people were talking to because they never paid attention to one simple thing. And that was about money. And it's always been about money from the start. Yes, there was the medical scare. Yes, there was the concerns. Yes, there was the mistrust. But when they got rid of Bruce Allen, when they got rid of Larry Hess, what else there was there? There was only money. And money, 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 money drove this whole thing. And the reason why Trent is in San Francisco and not playing for Ron Rivera is because he wanted money and he wanted it now. Now, all of a sudden, Kyle Shanahan comes out on Sunday and says, no, 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 Trent doesn't want money. He's not here for money. He wants to prove himself. He wants to regain his seat among the game's elite. Okay, fine. That's great. Let's see what happens. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I think he will. And maybe he'll get that extension. But Trent Williams, who time and time again wanted, said on the record that he wanted guarantees, guarantees, guarantees. And maybe the 49ers will guarantee part of his 2020 salary. I don't know. But maybe they won't. And it won't be guaranteed until week one of the NFL season. We'll see. But for right now, Kyle Shanahan made it pretty clear that they were not going to do an extension. And supposedly Trent doesn't want to do an extension. Here's the thing. Trent doesn't want to do an extension because nobody's willing to offer him an extension. Nobody's willing to offer him fair money in his eyes, market value money, which now, oh, by the way, Laramie Tunsil is making $22 million per year under the terms of a three-year extension with the Houston Texans. Nobody's even coming close to that. I mean, you might, might be lucky if you're Trent Williams to scratch out an extension worth about $15, $16 million a year. Maybe, maybe. And that's a stretch. Maybe. 31 and a half years old, hasn't played in 400, and, and uh, by the time we get to training camp, it'll be well over 500 days. We have no idea if he can wear a helmet. We have no idea if he can knock shoulder pads. We have no idea if he can stay healthy. We have no idea if he's going to get suspended again, which he is twice in his NFL career. But good for him. He's reunited with Kyle, and Mike's still an executive there, even though he's unpaid and unofficial and whatever. Good. He chose San Francisco over Minnesota. I would choose San Francisco over Minnesota too. But the bottom line is, is this was a mess. And the Redskins got a third-round pick next year and a fifth-round pick in this past draft, which we told you about. And they cleaned the slate, and now they have Sadiq Charles. They have Cornelius Lucas. And they also have Jaron Christian to battle for that left tackle spot. And that's it. It's done. It's over. It's over. All right, that's going to do it for the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Hope you enjoyed the draft. We will have much more coverage throughout the week and the second part of Ryan Rivera and Kyle Smith on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios.